one no scrub. Scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Hanging up the passenger side of his best friend's ride and ain't trying to holler at me. I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Uh, bring it to the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Trying to holler at me. Since y'all want to kick me off the podcast. I'm back. That's the wild part. Hmm. Nobody made any negative comments. Nobody threw no shade at women in that whole episode. Hey, was the first thing you do? Come with hostility, come with making jokes, come in here being rude and stuff like that. Because like you I know said, that he cannot so, approach me and he's looking like that and he's looking like that. Big for the business. So, no, I don't want your number. No, I don't want to give you my name. No, I don't want to meet you nowhere. No, I don't want none of your time. I don't want no scrubs. I'm sorry, what was that you were saying? And honestly, oh, yes, sir. I'm talking to you. If you live at home with your mama, oh, yes, sir. I'm talking to you. That's you wanted to say? I'm cool. Okay. Since y'all wanted to kick me off last time. Okay, yeah, with your women's empowerment. <laughs> Can you tell I'm mad excited to be back? I mean, the quality of the podcast just went down now that you're back, but hey. I'm sorry. You said up wrong. <laughs> you meant sword now that I'm back. Now that the voice that they actually come to listen for is here. People dun, dun, dun. literally texted saying, wow, like this this episode was so like it is so much for me. Like, dun, dun, so dun, much dun. That ain't never happened with your episode. Yeah, yeah because like getting three like somewhat coherent men to have a conversation that doesn't involve like hitting them sports um and manipulating women is like really hard to come by. And yet when it happens box office box office <laughs> i don't want no scrubs and we're back again <laughs> again and again and again hey y'all it's your girl nia bia it's your boy marky boxkia <laughs> boxkia is that what you just is that what you just said <laughs> And we are the Wine Night Podcast. We are the head winers in charge. And we focus on any and everything black, you know, down to your head, to your toes, you know, your elbows. Ashy ass ankles. Listen, don't forget those feet. Honestly, there's no point in putting there's no point in putting all lotion out anymore. Honestly. What, wait, what wait, <laughs> <laughs> why, Michael? Please explain to the people why. There's no point in moisturizing, honestly. Who I'm moisturizing for? I mean, for the sake of everybody, no one wants to see you walk down the street looking Who's like you gonna see me? flower. Who's going to see me? You're right. But when everything opens up again, I would I'll really start lotioning again. Okay. We, I would hope. You know, shea that butter is a good... V- that bottle of Vivino is running low, and I'm unbothered. <laughs> <laughs> Who going to see me? Who going to see me? Y'all did scratching your leg, OD, putting a hole through it because you don't nah, refuse today, I said, the lotion. Why my arm's so itchy? That's it. Oh. <laughs> Cause it's dry. dry. It's dry. It's dry. Remember the episode when it was when SpongeBob when it was running out of water? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I do remember that. Well, well, how are you, sir? I haven't gotten to talk to you. You know, at least here in like what two splendid. weeks now? Since splendid. Um, now nah, I'm, I'm sorry. Did you say miserable? I know you cannot <laughs> live without me. I know that you struggle. Every single day that you are not able to come in here with me and just be the best you can be. Okay, Lil Wayne. <laughs> they can't see you, but you lighting that lighter. <laughs> okay, but, Lil Wayne. Uh, 
But nah, I, uh, nah, it's been really cool. I um the other day I was thinking about something, and I was thinking I'm gonna talk about this next time we get on the show. I, um, like this time like by myself and like isolating and stuff like that really makes me have like a new affinity for like life and like excited for life and stuff like that. Cause like now that I have time for myself, I really get to enjoy the things I care about. You know what I mean? So like I've been getting back into watching sneaker stuff. I'm watching um anime, you know, reading, looking up car stuff. Like I'm really and I'm excited for like oh like all this new knowledge and stuff I'm getting to learn about. Cause like you said to me the other day, like I'm a I'm a learner by nature. Right. So like I'm actually getting to learn things now for fun and so I just enjoy having this time to myself. You know, it's kinda like damn, this is what life is supposed to be like when you're not working ridiculous amounts of hours <laughs> things like that. Oh man. I don't know what that means, sir. Yeah, I ain't going back. I ain't going back. I think your job quite literally requires you to go back. Oh no, no, no. I'm going back to work, but I ain't going back to work in particular. I mean, the new norm—it's a new normal now. So, like, I don't think anybody's going. Hopefully, nobody's going back to exactly the way it was. I got a taste of freedom. I ain't going back, bro. I ain't going back. But how you though? How are you? Listen, five o'clock is five o'clock for me. Four thirty, shit. Four three fifty nine. I was about to say you rolling. Three fifty nine. I'm about to start forwarding my phone. 359, I'd be like, hmm. Especially when it's winter time and the sun start going down around four o'clock and shit. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> no, over. thank you. I'ma pick up my bag, <laughs> walk right down. <laughs> walk walk past me. all the residents with shades on, I ain't talking to nobody. I'm not <laughs> talking to nobody. You're right. How how you though? What's up with you? Um, you know, I am trying to figure out how to not feel so anxious because I'm not doing things. I think that that is something that is like hella underrated. Um, And I've seen some people talking about it, but not a lot of people are talking about how, especially for like black people, I feel like when we are not busy, we feel like we're lazy or we feel like we're not accomplishing. Like if we're not president by 25, like of the United States, like we feel like we have (laughs) failed. (laughs) And so like new normal means like I leave work and everything is closed. So it's not like I can go anywhere or do something. It's not like there's a program to be at or people to see or things to do. So like learning how to bask in like just chilling the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like I think is really valuable. I, yeah. Like I, I had to find like a happy middle. Cause mm-hmm. for me, like I, um, what, <laughs> No, I was saying, like, I was agreeing for once. <laughs> you didn't even know what that shit sounded like. You was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, right? <laughs> So I had, like, a happy middle because it's like, I'm on one hand, I'm a, um, I'm a very, like, I love to be busy. I like to have accomplishing things and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. on the other hand, before, on the other hand, like, I do like the time to myself to just chill, you know, play with my dog, you know, play Switch, play Xbox. Our dog. Okay. Um, I've been playing Spider-Man again, which is dope. Um. But at this, but the, even as I'm saying that, you know what I realized? Hmm. I don't really have a problem being busy. I have a problem being busy for other people. That's Talk really about goes. it. That's this really, is how you do it. <laughs> this is what it really boils down to. This shit might end up just being the clip just because I'm about to go on some shit right now. I don't oh. like... I understand Dame Dash so much more now. Like, I don't like being busy for other people. Don't get me wrong. I don't mind being busy for like the frat. It's not really me. It's somebody else. They, and they need me to go. But I believe in it. You know what I mean? It's frustrating mm-hmm. when you're busy for something you don't believe in. You're not wholeheartedly like 
you know, in tune with things like that. And, and like, unfortunately, a lot of us at this point in our life, we don't have the luxury of doing something we love. We're doing something to, you know, stack this bread, you know, set ourselves up for something in the future. So it's like you kind of have to find that 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 drive within you to like, you know, I, I'm going to get back up to it tomorrow morning. I'm going to truck again. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I don't really like what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it. Right. So I, um, it's, I'm realizing like that my issue is not that I, I don't like being busy. I love being busy. I love the drive. I love now that I'm like, I have a full day. Like, my day consists of working out, you know, once or twice a day, you know what I mean? Reading and, and like all these, walking my dog, like all these different things, but it's stuff that I care about. The low light yeah. of my day is the 30 minutes or an hour that I have to do for like work or some shit like that that I don't really. You mean the seven hours that they're billing you for? I got you, <laughs> King. Don't worry about it. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so it's like when I got to do those things, it's just like, oh my goodness. Like I got to deal mm. with this shit. Right. And like I said, it's not the worst thing in the world. Like I'm not, you know what I mean, mixing cement. I'm not, you know what I mean, cleaning back. Shit. You never know. There's some people out here who really fuck with mixing cement. Have you ever seen that shit? Kind of I cool. used to mix them in. Not like by hand, though. I mean, like, oh, mean like with the machine, so I can watch the machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not about that life. <laughs> I used to always wonder what that was. Now, when I found out what it was, I was like, I wonder what happened if someone got stuck in there. They would actually die. Oh, yeah, I'm positive. So I was just like, man, that would suck. That'd be a shitty way to go. But um, <laughs> It would, because, like, I mean, some things you could fight your way out of. That's not. That ain't, that ain't it. That ain't it. That ain't the thing you could fight your way out of. It really ain't. So I'm going to just mind my business. But yeah, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, I know. I I think that like, I appreciate, like you said, being busy for myself. Like if I want to go see my friends, that's fine. If I want to be an advisor for an organization, that's fine. If I want to like join some club, that's fine. That's me. Um, But sometimes that's hard to unblur those lines, like of what's for you and then what's for other people. And, uh, I appreciate trying to figure that out and taking the time to like just breathe a little, you know, reevaluate and uh, try kind of just like enjoy this time. I've saw somebody who was saying like, um, you know, what did they say? Something in the meme where it was like, if you're not using this time to level oh, up, bullshit. then what are you doing? And I'm like, if you're not using this time to sleep, what are you doing? We probably not going to get another huge pandemic for a minute. Like, <laughs> y'all better use this to sleep and stop playing. Like, y'all going to go right back to work. Right Listen, now. And be, Literally 100 years ago, like, <laughs> this time. And y'all going to go back to work and be burnt out because you didn't take the time your body probably desperately needs to just chill the fuck out. Um, and so, like, especially being, like, an essential worker, it's, it's tough because I'm still working. So it's not like a complete disconnect. However, um, you know, it's just like, it's just interesting all the way around. So learning how to be comfortable in nothingness. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you had a, um, well, you already made your decision, but I just want like, I'm going to paint it. I'm going to paint. I'm going to give you two, this two options. Mm-hmm. And you tell me which one you would pick. You come out of, you come out of, let's say you're like 20, 21, whatever the case may be. 18, anywhere between 18 and 22, right? You got two choices. You can go to school a more structured route, right? Mm-hmm. Get a job, things like that. Essentially the safe route. Okay. Or you can go out from the beginning, try to build your dreams up from scratch with no co-sign from a university, no 
job, no white man's job that's paying you a salary and things like that. So you're basically just building it up from the bottom and you're struggling. Like you're struggling. Mm-hmm. Which, which, but you're doing what you love. Which route do you take? Oh, I mean, that's tough. Because as, like as much as I, so, huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, as much as I associate like the whole nine to five to like the white man's <laughs> doing and oppression and all that good stuff. Um, I've always valued education. Right. So like, I don't necessarily regret going to school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just been something that's always been ingrained in me. So I don't know, maybe it would be different if my mother and my father and everybody else in my family weren't like educators too. Right. And didn't push how important that was. Um, in terms of like my dreams and like struggling and things like that. Um, I always think that that is like a, that's such a tough thing to do. Like, would I want to take something that I love and ruin it? I feel like when you do that, you kind of walk a really fine line in terms of ruining the the pureness of what you love. And then you're just doing it out of like the fact that you want to be the best. It's really tough, like depending on what your job is. I don't know if I would want to ruin in particular, like there's only a few jobs where you can like, do the thing that you literally absolutely love and kind of not run it to the ground in terms of working so hard for it that it doesn't necessarily become the thing you love. You're just doing it because now it's your job. Uh-huh. Like I rather kind of have the separation of like, oh, okay, I have this thing that I do, you know, and I, it's cool. I enjoy it. You know, it's not like the best thing in the world, but it's not the worst either. And then like, I can go and do the things that I love with like more of a pureness, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really, it's tough, you know, it's, it's a tough, what would you rather do? Uh, I, I think about it a lot. Cause I, I always, I can always hear Dame Dash screaming in my ear whenever I'm at work <laughs> and I don't like what I'm doing. I'm just like, Oh, uh, like I'm not supposed to be working for somebody. But at the same time, it's like, I love to do that, but it's like nobody ever, like I told you earlier, you have to flip. Everything is flipping. So, some people, they get a nine to five and they flip that money into whatever they want to do as their dream job, right? Or their dream mm. entrepreneurial idea. Some people sell drugs. You were a slave to a connect. You were a slave to the law. You wasn't spending that money however you wanted to. You knew you couldn't do that forever. It was mm-hmm. a very pressured situation. So with that being said, like, I don't think there's any shame in either route. I think what happens is we don't really have context when we look at people doing their dream job and by context, I talk about like, when did your dream job become your dream job? Like, when did that actually occur? Like, mm-hmm. Stephen A. Smith gets paid to talk shit. Mm-hmm. That didn't occur until he was in his late 30s or 40s or whatever the case, 40s, 50s, whatever the case may be, right? Right. So that means before that, he was hustling as a beat writer, hustling as a journalist. Then hustling on Sports Center at twelve o'clock at night, still doing it now, but before he was Stephen A. Smith, right? I mean? So it's like you end up, um, no matter what, you got to pay your dues. So it's just a matter of however you want to do it. You just got to be smart with it. And I think I would do it the way I'm doing it right now. Ain't nothing wrong with getting a nine to five, as long as if that's killing you that much, and make sure that's not your end goal. Like, yeah, make sure that you 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 got your plan to get out. If it's killing you, if it's not killing you, if you're a nine to five motherfucker, ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, that's what it is. If you're a nine to five or five to nine or whatever your hours are, whatever the case may be, like, 
that's you. Fuck it. That's you. You know what I mean? Fuck you, Dean. You know what I mean? But, you know, just make sure that you, um, you, you, you working towards whatever you want to do. I think that's the number one thing in life. It's like that poem Dreams by Langston Hughes. Like, you got to have dreams. Like, you have to have dreams or else you're just, you're living a dead life. I mean, that's a, yeah i guess it's all it's really just all about like what would you rather have um you know and for like i said for me i i don't mind doing this so that i can do something else later i would rather have 17 different jobs because i don't necessarily care to be in one spot forever to be completely honest with you you want to be somebody from la (laughs) they'd be working four jobs in one week no, 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 not in one week, but I'm oh, saying like, <laughs> in like my lifetime, like there are other things that I'm interested in. So I would like to get really great at something and then be able to like move on. Like if, if I'm, you know, if I play my cards right, right. Mm-hmm. Have something that provides me with like a steady income, but also making sure that I have the time to do the things that make me happy. And it's not ruined because it's the only thing I have to focus on for the rest of, you know, my life. Like that is mundane to me. I think that we are as people naturally um, interested in more than one thing. Now, there are some people probably like, I don't know, um, Michael Jordan that cares absolutely nothing else about basketball. <laughs> like, I don't know. And he was the great, at, he was great at it. I prefer um, to do a few different things. You know what I mean? I don't care to be the best at it. I just like it for it. And then, you know, kind of keeping it pushing. So, mm-hmm. anywho, we got some topics, sir. You ready? Because we got shit to talk about today. Um- I mean, it's not a whole lot of shit, but you know, it's shit to talk about today. <laughs> it's like in church with, hey, listen, we're going to get y'all out of here in about 30 minutes today, all right? <laughs> mm-hmm. 30, and then you got to multiply it by, uh, by three. Nah, what is it? We got we about uh, 16 minutes in. We're going to get y'all out in about 35. <laughs> <laughs> in 35, in the extra 35? We about, about to see. We going to see. Don't be doing that shit again. People said they hated when you did that. He's like, now nah, we ready to go. And I'm like... <laughs> Wait, what? Because <laughs> remember in like old episodes, you would be like, oh, nah. nah, we got 10 minutes left. Let's get the <laughs> fuck like, out of here. Damn, what's wrong with you? <laughs> why, why, are you re- why are you trying to leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are the episodes 30 minutes? Like, he's like, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. So now here we are to our new segment. So this segment is called, does Mike know it? And does he give a fuck? Right? Does he care? Okay. So are you You've ready, been fucking sir? it up lately. I ain't gonna lie. Because I've been caring about some of these. I know. I gotta I gotta stump you. You know what it is? The problem is it's quarantine. So ain't really nothing happening. So the stuff that happens, it kind of gets around quick. Like you're gonna find out yeah. that it happened, unfortunately. I can't <laughs> wait for shit to be over and then you go back to your regular life. I'd be like, hey, did you hear this? And you like, I watched 17 basketball videos today. No, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> okay. So the first one we have, um, there have been multiple Chicago parties. Have you heard about this? There was this one party in particular that had a thousand people in it. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was people that we share the same skin color with. And I said, God damn it, y'all. You know, you <laughs> this know. was not you the know. fucking time. You know. It, I didn't want to, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, this wasn't the time. However, there were uh, about a thousand people in this one house. Um, and the police came and they shut it down and charged Shorty with like two, three thousand dollars, like fine, um, for doing that. And they also charged her with something else, um, like reckless endangerment or something, something wild. But Fire hazard? Fuck. 
I mean, at this point, I would have just been making shit up. You know what? Fire has it to add that on there. But she had like a few few different things that she's handling at this point um, after she got caught. I mean, if you're going to do a party, you probably shouldn't post it on Facebook and tell anybody to come through. Um, because that's I think, extremely I just, traceable. Can you pause real quick? You know, in general, not even just quarantine time, <laughs> don't post the party for everybody to see. If you want to have yeah, a Yeah, because you really don't know who's walking up in yeah, there. Yeah, if anything college has taught me, if you want to have a, a solid party, <laughs> let your friends know. <laughs> People should probably do silent parties. It'd probably be less issues because you got to like take your earphones on and off and shit. Like, now you're, you're not disturbing your neighbors. Like, everybody's chilling, you know? Like, you want to nah, talk? You take your phones off. I went to a solid off? party. That shit was terrible, bro. I hated that shit. Like it was hey, lit for it what it might be, but I'm saying longevity. It it's a middle of a it's a middle of a quarantine. Like you shouldn't have the DJ. <laughs> All you hear is dun, 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 dun. like <laughs> I should <laughs> I shouldn't be hearing that on the on the 10:30 on the Saturday. I should, <laughs> we all supposed to be in bed, okay? Eating like our fourth meal of the day. That's not. <laughs> Trust that's you not what you. Do. Yeah, basically. Um. So, what do you think? Do you care? Yeah, I care. I was intrigued when I saw it, and I just thought, "Wow, man!" Like, yeah. I'm, but there I'm was also a, a party recently. I think last night or the night before, where somebody invited a stripper over. Um, and so it was about a hundred people in the house. Um, watching <laughs> the stripper, which I don't have a problem with, like on a regular day, but uh. I don't know. Like, I'm not even doing the best with social distancing myself, so I can't even judge them. What's, just, what's, what? what did, what's your social distancing look like? I mean, if my friends want to hang out, <laughs> maybe want to lie. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> if my friends want to hang out, want to hang out, shit, fuck it. I think, no, but I think, like, it's like, it's like anything. It's like, just be smart. Like, just be smart. Smart is relative. You know what I mean, like, just—I don't know. Like, you, like, I'm not going up to Walmart, dapping up everybody, bumping into people, breathing everything in, and shit like that. However, at the same time, right? Like, mm-hmm. I go kick it with my friends and stuff like that. You know, like, if I was to drive to New York City, I'm not going to Manhattan, and I'm not going into every single store left or right, things like that. I'm just driving through. I got my windows up. I go right to my house, and that's it. Like, I'm not gonna catch the Roni like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's. I mean, that's just not gonna happen. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. Like, I get it. We're all kind of like losing our minds and things like that because, like, we don't have nothing to do Mm -hmm. in terms of like seeing each other and going outside. But I don't think that it's worth like my friend catching it, passing it along. I don't know to say somebody they might have like health issues in like their family, and now they passed away, or my friend has passed away. Just because I haven't seen my friends in a while. Like, I I don't know. I feel really conflicted. Because I get it. I understand it. It's really tough for people. Like, you want to you wanna do stuff. And at the same time, like, is it really worth risking? Because even if you aren't presenting symptoms, like, you could still have it. And be passing it along to people. And not everybody in that party is going to make it. Somebody <laughs> in that bitch had that, <laughs> had that disease. And now a whole lot of somebody's got that disease. Whether you yeah. are are knowing of it or not, like as much as I miss basketball, I wouldn't go to it. Even if they literally opened up the gym tomorrow, I wouldn't go because it's just not it's not smart. Like I would only go to like controlled environments and shit like that. You know what I mean? If I do find myself like I've I've flown in the past month or so, like got my gloves on, don't touch nobody. 
don't touch my face, shit like that. When Barely I actually breathe. get to what yeah, <laughs> when I get to wherever I'm going, throw the clothes immediately in the dirty laundry, like shit like that. You know what I mean? There's ways to get by it, but you, you gotta do like it's like anything, man. Find your happy middle. Yeah. But, but, I don't know. Find people that you know are healthy and uh-huh. do like, I don't know, two or three people. They said no more than ten people at a time. If you count and you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and you ten. That's it. It is. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Either one of y'all got to go or everybody just sits down. Like, I've seen people <laughs> go to the park and just like sit six feet away from each other, all in a circle. Hey, yeah. do what you do what you gotta do. But I, you probably should not pack a thousand people into your house. It's probably not smart. Probably okay. True. Going on the Roni train, right? <laughs> Florida has opened up its beaches and Georgia has also opened up some businesses like nail salons and really? restaurants mm-hmm, and movie theaters and all that jazz. Really? Yeah, it's wild down there. Yeah. And people are actually going is the wilder part. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold y'all. That's not wild to me. I I'm not gonna hold y'all. I'm gonna be like that one girl on um, Instagram and she was like, I'm gonna let the first iOS update go. And you'll see whatever the you know the kinks are, and then I'm away for the re-release. So I'm waiting yeah, for the it's re-release. What you gotta do, yeah. It's yeah. Like, right, there's no way. I everybody's talking about, oh yeah, we might open up schools, we might open up work, and yada yada yada. <laughs> if you think I'm gonna go jump right back into that bitch like it's normal, oh definitely no. not. Hell no, bro. I'm coming up in that bitch with a hazmat suit. Like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm <laughs> hazmat suit. Nice to meet you. <sighs> Sounds like Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Like, ain't no way. I, bro, like, it's, it's a setup. Like, and, mm-hmm. and honestly, you got to really... I'm about to get put on my, my, my koofy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't forget the dark shades. Yeah, in fact. You got to really pay attention to who's telling you to go out there into the streets and be normal again. It's the motherfuckers that have maximum security around them and have no need to be out in public. Why would I listen to Trump? Honey. Like, all them white people in the Midwest are stupid, bro. That man does not have to interact with anyone. And he's telling you to go back out there into the factories and shit like that so that you can work for him and make his cause and make his money and get sick. Yeah. Yeah, I read about um, this thing where it said when... So you know how the government had to pay out X amount of dollars to everybody, right? A few trillion, right? So the reason why someone theorized that they're trying to open back up is because if we say everything's back open for business and you refuse to go to work, then like they can fire you, right? Like you can't be on like unemployment if you like quit type shit. Like instead mm. of like the government like having to pay you yeah. and things like that. And like also like other small businesses. Like they don't have to help small businesses if they're saying no, we are telling you you can open back up. So if if it's no longer like a, the law to be quarantining and to shut down your businesses, then the law no longer has to like help you out in that area. And I was thinking to myself like, damn, that's really fucked up because if I am thinking, you know, it is still just not safe. Georgia has 24 plus thousand cases of confirmed of the coronavirus, right? Almost about 2,000 people have died in Georgia alone. I do not think, (laughs) and I could be wrong, that this is the time to be opening up restaurants for people to dine in. You know, dine out, one thing. Dine in, completely different. Um, And so it makes me wonder, you know? I saw this one girl, she said, listen, don't y'all go out there until they start opening up the country clubs. 
until they start <laughs> opening up the golf courses and they start opening up all the stuff those rich white people go out to. That's when they fact. start opening that shit up, then I might poke my head out. But even then, I'm still wearing a mask. I'm wearing my hazmat suit, like you said. <laughs> Listen, the gloves, everything. Y'all got to be careful out here. Y'all tripping. That's a fact, man. That's that. That's a fact. It's it's a setup. It's a that ass setup. Yeah. Completely. And like, who goes to all of those businesses? To be completely honest with you, who's spending the most money? We know how much the the black dollars, you know, is worth in every other community but ours. Let me tell you something, y'all. Don't go out there. <laughs> don't do it to yourself. And don't y'all be spending that stimulus check on stupid shit. Y'all better hold that money and stop playing. At least save that. You know, I mean, obviously you can go do whatever you want to do, but I mean, put a little away. I mean, like with any money you get, you should put a little bit away. You seen what Best Buy was doing? Hmm. Best Buy was lowering their TVs to exactly twelve hundred dollars. I swear, yeah, I, I, uh, I swear to God, I swear to God, I swear to God. Mhm, mhm. Oh, a lot yeah, of their TV yeah. prices dropped right around that stimulus check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this country is wild. It is. Bro. It is really crazy. You know, Fashion Over sent me a text message talking about, "Girl, we know you got that stimulus. What you doing? Yeah, well, I, I swear to God. I swear to God." <laughs> They definitely sent it out and was like, spend a little on yourself. Treat yourself. Sis, I don't touch nobody else but myself who tells myself to treat me. (laughs) 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 I don't trust nobody who tells me what I should do with my money except for myself. Mm -mm. Y'all better be careful. Be careful. Nah, that's wild. I didn't even hear about that. You should ask me about that. Yeah, I ain't talk about that. <laughs> well, yeah, these businesses out here, these big businesses, they, you know, they got a, they got a bottom line too, that we ain't gonna get our yeah, stretchy jeans. Everybody, no everybody got to eat, I guess. Yeah, I mean, okay. Well, <laughs> on to the next topic. So, have you heard about all of the different protests and things like that, and all the different states to open back up? Have you heard about it? I think I heard about Michigan. Did I tell you about that one? So there's some Michigan, there's some in Michigan, there's some in Pennsylvania. Um, a lot I thought it was just in Michigan. No, it's a, it's a few different places actually that people are um, going around and losing their minds about um, opening back up. So instead of demanding the government to take care of them like the government probably should, like what it's you know supposed to be used for, they're demanding that they go back and risk their lives and everybody else's lives. So. I don't really care about it, honestly. All just... right, moving on. You, you're right. Um, on a positive note, there has been no murder cases in Miami <laughs> since 1957 due to the quarantine and everybody having to literally sit their ass down. You said home. 1957? 1957. My father wasn't even born yet. You're trying, what, you're trying to, what you're saying is that nobody's been murdered in Miami, Florida since like There has been no one who has been murdered. There has been no cases of anyone <laughs> being murdered in Miami since 1957. You have heard I think that Rick Ross' lyrics is con- contradicts that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> don't be putting Rick Ross out here. You don't know what cases he got. You don't know who I don't know, him. but ain't Kodak from Miami or some shit like that. I think he probably got a few bodies in Miami, bro. Ain't no way. Hey, <laughs> there has been no been reported cases. Let me okay. let's let's start okay, there. Let's, no let's... reported cases. I'm sure Billy Bob somewhere is probably out here wilding. However, we ain't caught Billy Bob <laughs> and whoever else Billy Bob got. So reportedly, this is a happier news. There has been no murder cases in Miami. That's a good thing. God bless. God bless. We know how hard it is for Florida to get it together. 
We know how they hard literally it is. cut their nose off in spite of their face. Like that is for them. I mean, you know how that goes. You know how that should go. All right. Um, and then the last thing. No, wait. Oh well. Have you heard about Kim Jong un? Kim Jong un? Um, that he's sick or something like that? Yeah, so my man is like reportedly dead but not dead. Huh? <laughs> right? So apparently, um, the Japanese uh I don't know, what is he, ruler? I don't what is what is there? What is he's it called? Kim Jong un? Yeah. North Korea? Oh shit, I said Japanese. North Korean. What is what is their, their hierarchy over there? What are they called? What is the rulers called? He's the, um, the Emperor. <laughs> wow. You what talk is... about me. <laughs> you talk about me. Uh, nah, he's a um I don't know if he's prime minister. No, chairman. I think he's chairman or something like that. Mm. They call him chairman or something like that. Okay. But, um, the well the leader, leader of, of North Korea. I'm sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I blinked out. The leader of North Korea underwent a um heart surgery a few days ago, right? Um, and nobody has seen him since. That was like April 15th. <laughs> and so a lot of people have been reporting that he is in a vegetable state and has not woken up. And they have also been putting out that he is alive and well and doing well. You know, he's moving around. He's recovering. However, nobody has physically seen this man. Well, with them countries, you never know what, it, what the truth is. I don't know. So. I don't know. Well, as everybody else, let's say praise out to the Kim Jong-un family. Shout out to North Korea. You know, my man Trump <laughs> hurting right now. You know, that's his guy. <laughs> you know, that's his guy. <laughs> you know how, like... <laughs> oh, that was you know a problematic how, like... laugh. What you about to say? <laughs> you know how, like, uh, you know how, like, you know, like, people be, like, sworn enemies and shit like that, but they respect each other, so they, like, still, like, be sad when they're mm-hmm. sick. Like, like... Your favorite arch enemy <laughs> and shit? Yeah, so it'd be, like, Professor X and, like, Magneto Obama and McCain, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, so it'd be like, damn, bro, like, damn, damn, I, f- I kind of fucked with you though, yeah, yeah, yeah so I feel that, like, yeah, so like I don't know, my man is he, he in my age, now we ain't nobody seen him in a minute, so. All right, well, praise out to the Un family. Shouts out to North Korea. Are you like a dictator you know I mean? though? Uh, hey, bro, praise out. I mean, you know, I don't wish any death on anybody. That's what. Um, like that's what everybody in the industry say. So I'm just trying to be industry. Oh, that's your industry like voice. Yeah. Do you really want to be like pray. industry with like North Korea though? Like, what you got going on? I'm over just in talking North about being industry in the podcast world and just the media world. Oh, okay. Anytime something happens, people like praise out. I was trying to figure out like up. what type of trade deals you got going on. <laughs> like, I, I, know. I might be. Hey, bro, I might be investing in North Korea or something. That's what you I'm know. trying to figure out. Like, what you? All right. Anyway. Listen. That's all I've got for our segment today. I hope you've enjoyed it. It seemed like you knew a lot this time. I'm going to find some wow next time. <laughs> I'm going to find some on like the B pages. They ain't got shit to do with nothing. I know why I know everything, but I'm going to tell you when we get off the air. You right. <laughs> <laughs> you right. <laughs> I know why I know everything. Well, I'm done. Oh, shit. Were y'all here then? <laughs> oh, <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's it, folks. <laughs> um, Nah, so um, the other day I was, you know what I mean, scrolling through Netflix and shit like that, trying to find something to do. And I came across this preview for a show called Black AF. And mm-hmm. normally I never let any of these things run. I just, I don't, I either care about it or I don't. And I usually don't. But I, for whatever reason, this shit started playing. 
and I was watching, and I, I couldn't understand why. I Like, I caught myself halfway through the preview with a, with a scowl on my face. And I couldn't understand why. Because normally I do have a scowl on my face, but this one felt different. <laughs> it felt different. This one was involuntary. I just didn't understand yeah. why. <laughs> it didn't, yeah, it didn't feel right. You know what I mean? And then when I realized it was, I'm sick and... Oh, fuck. <laughs> drop, drop my mic. How angry are you? Oh, yeah, dropping a mic. Dropping the mic. Uh, I'm tired of watching Black Excellence. Like, I'm tired of seeing light-skinned Black people. Okay. I'm tired of seeing Black people in Fendi. I'm tired of seeing Black people in clothes I can't afford, cars I can't drive, houses I'm not in, fake being okay. Black. That's a little different fake. from your original statement. Okay, okay, okay. Being fake Black. No, I'm getting to that. Being fake Black with all these things and stuff like that for trying to, like, keep it real still. And shit like that. Like I'm tired of people being trying to keep it real. Like it it just feels fake. Okay. Like okay. black AF should probably instead of black as fuck, should probably be like black and fake. Black and fake. Yeah. So I came to you and I wanted to just talk about like, do you do you not get annoyed with seeing like with like black media's focus on the black elite? and the upscale black life and shit like that. Cause like, to me, there's a difference between like, okay. I don't mind watching black people or seeing black people do cool things like going to, you know, art shows or, you know, living that life. What feels patronizing is when they're in that world and they're still trying to be like me where I'm at. And it's like, no, you know what? You're at where you're at. It's fine. Be yourself. It doesn't feel genuine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's frustrating for me because it's like these people where I'm at s- soaking this shit up. Mm. It's like you don't see these people tap dancing in front of you, mocking you. It doesn't feel like that. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I feel like this question or like this this topic is like twofold because I have a couple different issues with the show in general, right? So I think that the format of the show, there's nothing wrong with the format, right? It's a mockumentary type thing where, you know, they follow you around, you have, like, these different things um, that they're exploring every episode, and then, you know, you're supposed to learn something for it, um, from it, excuse me. Um, I, I have an issue because the person who is the main character, right, what is his name, Kenya or Kenya's, I can't remember his last name. Um, but he's the person who created Blackish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Grownish and Mixedish. Great show. Shout out to Blackish, shout out to Grownish. <laughs> you just gonna forget Mixedish? Huh? Oh shit. I don't, I don't watch that. So I haven't watched I haven't watched Mixedish. Um, but um, so he's that person, and it felt like to me when I watched the um when I watched the trailer, was that he took Blackish, put on a different platform, and added a lot of cursing in it, type of thing. So it didn't feel like it was something that was new. He took the kind of like similar por- format. That's another one, too. You're just making, I'm watching Blackish, just worse. Yeah. With poor, well, I've worse seen, act- seen actors, too. I've seen one episode. So I wouldn't say that it's worse, right? But I do have issues with the show in general. Like, I, do get tired of 
I I have gotten tired of seeing like the light skin or the majority light skin family, right? Um, and that being like the black excellence, like that is our model for what black excellence is. Or there's always a light skin um, <sighs> dominance, I guess you can say, like within the show, like lighter, brighter people in terms of black people. Um, so I do get tired of seeing that um, in terms of being celebrated like when we're not being celebrated and like wealthy and things like that i don't i can't really call on too many shows where the majority of the cast is darker skin like brown and darker skin and they're successful without them being the ratchet family without them being the loud family without them being not well off and like down and trotting or like in the hood right so it's like those themes that you were talking about, like of colorism and stuff like that. It really does get a little frustrating um, because he's telling that story already, right? He's telling it through Dre and Bo and Blackish, right? Um, who's supposed to be representative of him and his life and his wife and his kids. Um, and so I feel like you've told that story. It's necessary for mixed folk and light-skinned folk and dark-skinned folk to all have that platform. And I feel like he created it. Um, I feel like to a certain extent, he's exploiting it as well, right? Like these different things with like mixed-ish. Um, I don't know how well it's telling the mix. You watched it? I have seen an episode. And I don't know, when it comes down to this particular person, Kenya, I think it's Burrs or Burgess or something like that. Um, to a certain extent, I think he does a great job with trying to communicate things, but I don't think that the communication is really for us, Right. And so when I see a show called Black as Fuck, I kind of expect it to, like, be for us or tell me a different story or tell me stories that are, like, legit for us, like you say. Um, and not just the family that you have, because I'm sure all your family doesn't look like your immediate family, right? I'm sure all your experiences don't look like your immediate family. Um, but that's the only one that we have the representation yeah, of. Yeah, because you're half black. So that means show me the black part. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, if it's black as fuck, I kind of want to see some black as fuck stuff, right? And not in a sarcastic way, not in a, um, what's it called, um, stereotypical way. I, I kind of am tired of seeing that. And I kind of see that also in his work as well. Um, and so I get comedic relief, but I feel like that story has been told. And I feel like now he's telling another story and I just kind of don't want to see it. I'm sorry. I saw one episode where the little boy called his dad a dick and I said, excuse me? <laughs> the little boy is like five or six, whatever. I don't know. He was young. And that's it. I said, nah, that's how, no, it ain't black as fuck. Cause my, first of all, I would have said, You're <laughs> z- 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 yeah, I can't. And woke say, up seven years later in the anything. hospital. I can't say your anything to my. <laughs> You're not. I can't anything. even turn back around. Not, you said something. That's yeah. it. I'm going upstairs. <laughs> yeah, that was that was it. Like that was that was just it. Like, and that, you know, something about it is like with black with black ish, mm-hmm. right? When I. When I look at what's that motherfucker, Dre, mm-hmm. right? When I look at Dre, the show even itself is making fun of the fact that he's it's a a large part of the show is the fact that he is who he was this person from Compton and is losing who he is and is trying to like balance being from Compton and where he is now. I think it's like North Hollywood, North Hollywood, Beverly Hills, wherever the mm-hmm. fuck they're at, right? So it's like that's a joke in itself. It's acknowledging the fact that he's trying to still keep it real. Mm-hmm. But then also he's who he is. That's a joke in itself. But I feel like what Black as Fuck is like that acknowledgement is gone. And it's like we're really trying to 
make this the black experience. It's like, come on, bro, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not. why I said I just I feel bad because I don't. I get tired of the idea that I have to support this thing just because it's black. Um, and that's like a whole different conversation within itself. And they had that conversation on the, on one of the episodes. Cause my friend made us watch it and everybody else is like, you know, they're like, ah, you know, it is what it is laughing here and there. And I am the only one physically sweating. I have a blanket over my head because I can't, wa- I'm like banging my head against the thing. Cause I'm like, I am so tired. That is a different conversation that we definitely need to have, though, about... Because I just want to say that I've been right. I think that there's a conversation that we definitely have to have, right? If you want to be right, sweetie, nah, you are now. right. If you do it right now, I'm ready. You said now. ready now? I'm ready. Okay, I'm so then ready let me end right this now. point then. I think that I'm not tired of watching Black Excellence, but I think that we have to be extremely um aware of how we are depicting that black excellence we have so many shades of black so many and honestly if it's a dark-skinned person they go get lupita she is amazing don't get me wrong however there are other dark-skinned people that we can call on we have brown-skinned folk that we can call on we have so many different stories in terms of blackness that we can call on but we keep kind of telling the same kind of story and it is kind of pissing me off at this point, you know? Um, it's just showing white people. I mean... It's, so, it's either what we have now is either white people or the aspiration to be white. Mm, that's an interesting conversation. Ooh, yeah, that ooh. fucked me up. I ain't gonna hold you. I like when you do that. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, it takes time. It takes time. It ain't like that. It ain't like fucking that. Yeah, bro. I just... It ain't I, but overall, I really just want different stories. Like, I want the story of the middle-class family... The one that might not necessarily be rich, but they're not also in the hood, right? Give me family matters. I mean, without like the slapstick and shit. Like, you know, I'm, you know me. I don't care for sitcoms, so let me put that out there right now. I'm not the one that doesn't. That... You're not black. You're talking about I'm not black. But anywho. Well, then again, I hate Martin, so. There okay. you go. <laughs> I think that we can <laughs> expect better quality of the things that we want. Um, I think that there's nothing wrong with talking about black excellence. And there's nothing wrong with talking about like shit that's happening in the hood, but we have to be careful about the images that we're putting out there and making sure that we're not stereotyping just like everybody else is stereotyping us. Um, because there are some things that are funny and we can laugh about and joke about and it's like, haha, yeah, that's us. But like, I'm kind of tired of us being the butt of our jokes. And I can get into that in this ne- like next little clip, right? <laughs> so anyway, right. Morel made us watch this episode in particular. Real. Real. Shout, Shout out to Real. Shout out to Real. Anyway, <laughs> so she made us watch this particular episode of Black It. Or Black so it's supposed to be a fake shout out. It's not real shout out. Like, it's an industry shout out. You just say it. No, but I actually made my shit. Shout out to Real. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's this episode. And the epi- in the episode, it starts with the main character. He's, I don't, I don't know exactly. It seems like he's working. He works in the industry somehow, somewhere. Like, I don't know if it's. Um, in terms of marketing or whatever, like kind of like in blackish, but it's something of the matter. I don't know because I didn't. I only watched this episode, and it's like the fifth one. In anyway, so I hope they don't think this means that we don't we don't get blackish no more. They just go in this direction. Like I better get blackish. Anyways, so, I just had to say that. Okay, okay. Um, so then it starts off with him at a movie screening, and it's a black director talking about like this black movie, and he, him, and his daughter are sitting in there. And they're confused as fuck because they're like, this movie was trash. Like, so the argument for the, the episode was, do we support 
do we keep supporting black people, right, and not call out the bullshit? Because, like, there are people out here who are creating bullshit and saying it's for the black, like, experiences for the black person, da, da, da. So I'm looking at this show and I'm like, well, damn, he got a lot of nerve, like, in general, because I get it, you're sparking this conversation. But then you go and you do the same things that you're talking about we should be reconsidering, right? Um, so that's the, the story's main plot. And the reason why I'm like, damn, he he's <laughs> he's a contradiction within itself sometimes because there's a subplot and his wife is talking about how because their kids um, are from her and she's biracial, that they have to learn how to dance because they can use that in their black repertoire to be accepted in the black community. Right. So she calls she tells her husband that they want she wants to have a barbecue and as they're getting ready for the barbecue, she says only his family can come because they're black, right? And she wants their kids to get the black experience. As they're getting ready, he's telling his family to go hide all of their expensive electronics. He's taking off his jewelry. They're hiding, they're hiding the artwork in the house. And so I'm like, how are you going to argue that we should... <laughs> it's hard to get out. How are you going to argue whether or not we should be cautious of supporting black stuff, even if it's trash, and then you present me trash. <laughs> like, how many times am I going to get that joke of, oh, shit, the, the poor black people are coming, so let's hide all of our stuff, or the real black people are coming, so let's make sure that, you know, we hide the good shit, because, you know, they ghetto, they lie. So does that, did, that, did that end with acknowledging no. the wrong no. in that? Okay, cool. No, it did not. Okay. That was the joke. So they're out there and he's... Because I want to make sure we point that out. Like, the difference... Because there might be someone listening saying, but they do that in Blackish. No, in Blackish, that is acknowledged as being wrong. And then it ends with the, like, Cosby show. Sorry for, like, bringing that up. <laughs> but it ends with the Kumbaya moment where we realize, oh, well, this is why it's wrong. Yeah, no. Right? Like, if you don't end with that, then you're just as bad as white people making fun of us for that. I'm really tired of seeing, like, stereotypical shit, right? And then it gave me something that was very stereotypical. It did spark a really good conversation because, like, the group of us sat there and we had a conversation about the episode. More me yelling, like I usually do, how passionately about how I hate shit like this. Um, But he also had, like, Tyler Perry on there, right? And so Tyler Perry's like, you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, you tell your stories. I'm telling my stories. And, like, fuck what everybody else says and i'm like i don't know whose story tyler perry is telling because it ain't mine madea's funeral is not <laughs> anywhere near anything tyler perry has done in the last 10 years ain't got nothing to do with any of the black experiences i have ever had in my life or have ever heard of in my life um they had uh, the will packer on there who i think he did right along too or he did night school one of them but he had both directors, so Will Packer and then something school. Tim something. God damn it. Lena Waithe was on there. Um, Issa Rae was on there, and Ava DuVernay was on there, and they were all... Oh, was it that joke when they were like, how, like, well, I made something... He's like, oh, well, at least I didn't make Night School. You know, like, yeah, that in the, like, open yeah. credits. So that was that episode. And so he's like, let's talk about, like, the good things that we've made. And he's like, okay, so let's talk about the bad things and, like, whether we should be supporting the bad things. And I'm like, well, if that was the case, then I probably wouldn't be supporting this show because it's really not for me. <laughs> but it is a good conversation to have. Like, should we kind of stop 
doing that in the name of it being black. I'd love to hear your take. I was one of the few, I don't know if there were other people in the world, I might have been the only one. When um, Issa Rae has said, well, I'm fucking I'm, for everybody I'm supporting, right? And I said, uh, that's a bad thing to say. Not because I understand the nuance in what mm. she's saying. However, we know how things work with social media and our world today. We take a clip of something, we take a bit of something, and we take it for what it is sometimes literally, sometimes out of context, whatever it is. But a lot of times, whatever, sometimes something that's powerful is said, it gets used, it, turned, it gets flipped into something that probably wasn't meant for originally. I don't think Issa Rae meant I'm supporting Ben Carson. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think she meant that. However, what ended up happening is the equivalent. It's like, because something is black, we just blindly throw our love and trust at it and our support towards it. Not really challenging. Wait, it's like, is this really for me? So we have people that are not saying these people are good or bad. I don't know. But we have these people throwing their vote at Kamala Harris, throwing their vote at, um, what's the black dude's name? Uh, light-skinned politician that came up with his name in Jersey. Um, 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 oh, shit. Oh, I can see his face. You know what I'm yeah. talking about, though, right? Yeah, the light-skinned bald Booker? Dude. He looked like... Um, Cory Booker? Yeah, Cory Booker. He looked like... Oh, chill um, out, though. I like Cory Booker. He was cool. Like I, I said, neither one... I'm not saying neither one is a good or bad. Oh, okay. I was about to say, nah, chill, 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 chill. Don't he look like... Um, which one is Key, Which one is the light-skinned one? Can you pill the light-skinned bald-headed one? Is it Peel? Was a key? Oh, whichever one. But he looked like one of them motherfuckers. That's key. Okay, he looked like key. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but nah. So like, with that being said, like we we end up having this thing where people don't understand nuance and understanding like everything don't need to be supported. Like it's not okay that people voted for Obama because he's black. Believe me, I'm happy that Obama was elected. Oh, I voted I'm for him not because he's black. Ob- I'm not, and it's not. I, okay. I couldn't vote at the time, honey. I, I... I wasn't old enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm, I know you couldn't. What I'm saying is like, and I'm saying the concept of it is not okay. Like, it's not okay. Like, we should not be like blindly throwing it because it can be misused. Mm-hmm. Look at Kanye West. Oh, Jesus. He's trying to use the black car. He's trying to use the black car and stuff like that. And I'm sure there's people falling for it. By that logic, we should be supporting Kanye. Yeah. And it's not okay. And I and I used to get really annoyed with that. And they used to be like, oh, you just hate black people. And even you used to say that shit to me. And I'm like, no, like, really understand what I'm trying to say. It's not okay to just support stuff just because it's black. That's not enough of a reason. It's just not. Because I, I, having this conversation with, like, our other friends and things like that, I like, recognizing what it is right now in the system, I get it, right? Like, if... We deserve to have shitty movies and we deserve to have great movies. The problem that I have and and shows is TV shows and stuff like that as well. The problem that I have is that I feel sometimes we get more of the shitty end though than we do of the great Uh end. And so I have no problem with someone wanting to tell their story. But there are a lot of people that we're not reaching back to make sure that that story is told in in a good way as well. Right. Like A Wrinkle in Time probably wasn't the best of... Ava DuVernay's work, but she also did like I don't know what that is. I'm sure it's a kid. It was a kids movie, um, but also she did like When They See Us, right? I'm okay with you have What's that again? When They See Us was Central Park Five. Oh yeah. Um, 
I'm okay with you having a bomb every once in a while when I know that you're putting in great work and that we are giving opportunities for people who do great work, right? She did Selma. That was a great movie, right? I get tired of the Medeas, though. I get tired that Taya Perry is the only person that's writing his stuff and he's not allowing for other Black actors and writers to come in and, you know, have input on what the Black experience is like. He's had 50 million chances to to do it, and they've damn near all been shit. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, there's been, like, two or three great ones, and then there's, like, 15 really bad ones. Like, I don't know. I, I want to support... Pay attention to who's getting casted. Pay attention to who's getting casted in those Tyler Perry movies and who's not in those movies, and you'll start to get an idea of, like, why we shouldn't really be fucking with Tyler Perry movies. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Tyler Perry is a whole different conversation. <laughs> Let's not even... <laughs> it's a whole that, different Because that... I get... I, I'll put my next three checks. I've never seen Denzel Washington in the Tyler Perry movie. Sweetheart, sweetheart, sweetheart. <laughs> I'm about to say something problematic. Checks. I'm not even about to. You are hella right, though. You're you're hella right. Um, I've never seen that. Denzel is a Washington. fact and a half. I guess I'm just tired of. I'm not gonna support the bullshit. I guess anymore. Like I can see the bullshit as much as I like Kevin Hart. I I want to see him win. Night School is just not it for me. Get Smart is just not it for me. Or whatever that stupid-ass movie was with Will Ferrell in it. It's just it's just not my type of comedy. I wish you the best. But I was at one point where I'm like, I have to support it because we support the shitty white stuff. But I'm not supporting the shitty white stuff either. So if I'm not going to support that, I don't think I want to support the black shitty stuff either. I, w- I want our stories it's to be told, like, but um... like in a good light too. I'm tired of all of the stereotypical shit. Really am. Like, I don't know, like with, um, I think that you have this problem now because I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you to, to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw the devil's advocate, right? Um, we say, you know, we got to support things, right? Now taking it away from like media in a sense, Mm -hmm. right? And just in general. You know how people say believe women when they say that they're being sexually harassed or assaulted oh, and things like that? I hope you see nah, the I'm not doing it with you. I'm not going there with you. <laughs> you got to come no, with me. No, you're jumping right <laughs> off that cliff all by your lonesome. <laughs> right. So by that logic, that's the mm-hmm. equivalent. When we say we have to, and remember, I used to say that. To, that's to, your to equivalent. Say, if, if I'm bugging, tell me I'm bugging. I was, I can, I, because I know you, I know what you are trying to say. I'm not saying that sexual assault and harassment is the same as supporting movies and things like that. What I'm saying is the notion there is of a danger of blindly supporting identity. one side or the other. Oh, yes, of a marginalized okay. identity. Granted, I will be the first person if a woman comes up to me and tells me that she was sexually harassed by someone. I immediately feel anger and I feel like all these things. I have to catch myself when I say, wait, Mike, gather the facts, gather as much information as you can because everybody, I'm a firm believer in due process and you know what I mean? Innocent before until proven guilty because everybody has that right. Mm -hmm. It's not fair to just blindly, you know, go in a certain direction. So with that being said, if we are blindly, if we not blindly, but if we are in that belief of believe women when they say, or believe anyone when they say they be sexually harassed, is it fair to then turn around and not just support 
the black black media, black art, and things mm. like that. Because I could easily see someone starting to say, like, well, y'all are just out here supporting white women with everything they do, or we're supporting queer people with whatever they do, but when it comes to black people, now y'all want to have, like, this super high standard for us? Yeah, it's tough. So I'm not saying I believe in this. I'm just saying that this is... I think it's tough. There's, I mean, there's nuance in everything, and I... I will, honestly, I'm going to support us before I support anybody else. That's just, you know, end of the day, right? And I think that I have... And before you go, before you continue, before you continue, are you doing that because it's just like, is it because you are like attracted to that kind of content? Or is it because you are just saying, I'm going to support black people because I want to support black people? Because I do it because I'm more attracted to black content it's, i mean it's both though I it's like both it's... like i really do want to see us win right so i put my money in night school knowing damn well <laughs> i pro it probably wasn't for me like i it was a 50 50 chance going in there that the comedy i was gonna see was not in there for me right but if i had to choose that and another movie that had a predominantly white cast or whatever the case may be and i'm giving it that 50 50 chance and i'm definitely gonna put my money in us first right that's just how I feel. Because I want to see us win. I really do. I just want us to be able to critique and expect more from each other when we don't like it. You see what I'm saying? Like, I should be able to say I don't like it. But it's really hard to do that because if I criticize you, right, then it opens up for us to be criticized to the world, right? Now everybody's criticizing us openly. And it's a really hard line to walk. But I want more for my community and I want more for us and our stories that are being told. I'm tired of, like the, like I said, the stereotypical, haha, that's black. No, it's not. <laughs> Y'all know it's not. Like, <laughs> not really. Not the way that it's being exaggerated on TV. Like, give me something that's more authentic. Even if it is a comedy, I want something that's more authentic to us instead of, like, some of the stuff that I kind of turn on and turn off of TV. So I think I understand what you're saying a little bit differently now than than um, when we were talking from before. So what I what I th what I'm picking up that you're putting down is that <laughs> mm -hmm. I like when you do that. Do that. Um, is that you want us us meaning black people to have more leeway to judge and critique black art and not just everything is just lit because it's black. You want us to yeah. actually be able to have those conversations. So are you saying, when you say, I want us to be able to, are you saying that in the sense that we weren't able to before, or are you just using that phrase loosely, like, I just want us to start doing that? Well, I, like I was saying, I was having this conversation with a few other friends, and so one point that a friend of mine was trying to make was that we can't do that publicly because it opens up for white people and for other races to judge us publicly, right? Oh, and that's some of the things that we are like, yeah. So it's like, no, I feel like we should be able to hold each other accountable, accountable when it's just not good, right? Like, I know we're not there now. So therefore, I'm dollar because I want to see us win. But I do also want us to be able to critically think about the the information that we're putting out there you know what i mean and i will always feel as though it's really important to think about the messages that we're putting out there we say it's funny but why is why are some of those stereotypes funny who told us that and like i look at it and sometimes i just like shake my head inside because i'm like even watching that one episode i was telling you about 
I don't want to see that the black side of your family is supposed to be like the loud ones, the criminals, because they're going to steal your stuff or they're going to ask you for money. Like we have those people in there, but we also have some like really other dope characters in our family that are just as funny, that are just as like maybe as successful or whatever the case may be. And those stories don't get get told. Like, why is it that that has to be the funny thing or the loud black grandma who's about to shoot up the whatever why is that the funny thing you know i guess like having those critical conversations um and be able to publicly do those things and say you know what we expect more from our artists who are giving us um who are giving these things to us but i also understand that it is a catch-22 and if we open up that door then pretty much everybody's going to run through it in terms of like criticizing us in our art you know so i feel feel you that's where i'm that's where i'm at on that it's tough it's 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 i hate what we have to say it's tough because it's like i'm a very black and white i want to get to something but you know you got it's it's tough because a lot of times as black people we're always put in a well shitty on this side and shitty on the other one it's kind of like voting right now it's like well, <laughs> it's real shitty on one side, and it's yeah, pretty just pretty shitty on the other one. So, and yeah, so, but um, but so with that being said, I want to finish up with um, you you when you were talking about Kevin Hart, you was talking about the slapstick, and you was talking about people, um, making comedy that's just like it almost feels like selling out to a certain extent, right? Um, and it mm-hmm. made me think of this Jay Z verse, um. And I'm gonna I'm gonna quote the whole thing, and then afterwards I want you to tell me what you think about it in reference to like this concept of like comedy not being realistic, and it's it feels like it's pandering to the masses instead of like us as black people, right? Okay. He said, "I dumbed down for my audience to double my dollars." They criticized before, yet they all yell holler. If skills so, truth be told, I'd probably be lyrically tired, live quietly. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like common sense, but I did five mil, and I ain't been rhyming like common sense. So, that um, verse was in reference to, if if you listen to Jeezy's older catalog, when you think about Reasonable Doubt, when you think about... um, you know, those songs back then, you think about on um, volume three, shit like that. And you hear the change from that when you start to hear and transition into blueprint three, then you start hearing change clothes and you start hearing um show me what you got, shit like that, right? The more commercial Jay-Z, you see you one might argue that he sold out. Like instead of really being about bars and lyrics and don't get me wrong, he still got his shit off. We're not dead questioning that. But the sound changed. Like if you listen to OJ, he could get his shit off. He get into that rapidity rap, mad bars in like a, in a verse, and give you three hundred bars, mad fast, and you know get his shit off. But he he changed, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it makes, and then he goes on to say in the rest of the verse, um, "We as rappers must decide what's most important, and I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. So I got rich and gave back to me. That's the win-win. So." Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what a Kevin Hart or 
what's his name? Kenya, Kenyatta, whatever his name is, or Kenya Burst. Whatever. Uh, the... I mean, like, yeah, it's tough because I know, like, another thing that blackish or not blackish, excuse me, black as fuck got criticized for is like his writing room is white. His what? <laughs> so his writing room, like the people who write like the episodes and stuff. Uh, reportedly is white i don't i didn't fact check this so i don't know exactly but it definitely would speak to that right if they are i can understand one if you're like okay i'm trying to get rich i'm trying to make it out of the hood whatever the case may be i gotta do what i do i have to do what i have to do in order to make it out and then if you get up to the top and you turn around and say you know what i had to do the I had to dumb it down, but I'm going to pave the way so that when I reach back, they don't have to dumb it down so we can have, we can birth all the other commons. I'm cool with that. Uh What I don't fuck with is you giving me shit and then saying it's for us. And then you don't have people in there that like, that proves that point. You could be hiring black, black writers, Uh right? You could be hiring black producers, black directors, black this, black that. If it's really for us, like I can even, I would even give it a pass if that was the case, but it's not like I was having the argument and I was saying how one thing I don't fuck with Tyler Perry about in particular is that he has 17 different shows. He could be employing a lot of black writers right now. And he writes all of this stuff for himself and it's bad content. It's bad. It's old. It's recycled and it's bad. And so instead of, let me tell you something. It is old. It is recycled. It clearly is not. To all of these, the, you know what? He is serving an extremely, a very specific demographic, right? Very specific demographic. And we can get into that later. But, but it's I, mostly. I can't help the poor if I'm one of them. So then it gets to that point of who. who but my, is Tyler Perry and that, can't open, able to open up these studios if he doesn't blow up like that. But he's. But then, okay. Again, going back to that argument that if it's for us, right? If you are looking out for us, you had to pave the way. You wore the dress. You acted crazy. You made the films. You You're built the, the man compound. wearing the dress is acting crazy? Mm, groovy. No, that's not what I said. I said you wore the dress. You acted crazy. Those are two different things. Um, I hate when you do that. Cause you, fucked <laughs> up my you didn't, to a certain extent, you didn't reach back and say, you know, I'm going to employ these black writers. I have 17 different shows. That's what I'm going to do. You got certain people acting your stuff. That's all fine and dandy. But I'm going to have to call it for what it is. When you're when you're taking all of the big money for yourself, when I look at Tyler Perry's credits, <laughs> it says Tyler Perry's the actor. Tyler Perry's the writer. Tyler Perry's the producer. Tyler Perry's the director. Tyler Perry is the this. Sir. Sound like Drake, Preacher, and Drake. <laughs> it's like move out of the way now. Pave the way. Like, pave... You said it's for us. You did the whole BET speech. You said you was creating the table. And then you took all the chairs away from the table and you the only one sitting at it. Whoever said anybody was obligated to be a bridge builder? No, I'm not saying that they are obligated. What I'm saying is don't say it's for us and it's for yourself. It is for your own improvement and it's for your own gain. It is for us. That is fine. And it's not. No. It's not black entertainment. It's foolishness. And we have to stop saying that it's black entertainment. Uh, like black, like not I'm speaking more in terms of like Tyler Perry stuff. I will say black as fuck. Um, I think that that is it is built for the white audience. And I think that is built for the white audience because it one is not tailored to the black experience 
that we can really relate to. Um, two, they have a bunch of lessons in there, you know, for people to learn. But it's not necessarily for black people to learn. Like, it's for people who aren't black. That's how I feel personally. So I don't think that it's shit. I just don't think it's necessarily for black people. I don't necessarily think blackish is really for black people. That's an completely interesting point. So then is, are these platforms, are these shows, this, this content, what, what is a black artist supposed to make? Are they supposed to make stuff for us to be entertained or are they supposed to create educational content to help the movement? That's a different conversation for a different time, I think. Because I can argue then that these people aren't doing anything wrong. They're probably more on the, I'm trying to do something socially just. I'm trying to educate sure. through humor. Sure, sure. Also, like I said, then don't go through interviews, right? Don't go to your interviews and say, I'm making this for black people because you're not. You might be you might be furthering the black like agenda, I guess you could say, in your own way, you know, to get people to learn and open up and, and take an insight into what it is for his specific life as a black man. Because he's not really speaking for like black fan, like I guess you could say the traditional black family, whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. That's not what that is. He is trying to educate the best way he can. Sure, fine. Also, why didn't you employ black like writers then? Let let's do it. We can we can have we can say it's both. We can say that you're trying to do something and we can hold you accountable for not doing something else. I think we could do both. I just want to finish off by saying that I remember once upon a time. You know what I mean? I always remember everything. Don't forget shit. I know that you're petty. <laughs> petty, good memory, synonymous. Okay. <laughs> That's a cool one. <laughs> but, uh, I remember once upon a time, I had into an argument with people and I said, I'm sick and tired of seeing the wealthy, light-skinned black people like representing the black experience and things like that. And they said, no. You need to make room for them too. That's not fair. There's not one blackness. And we do. And, and, yeah, and I said, there's not one. It's like, oh, there's not a monolith on the black experience and how black content is supposed to be put That's out true. there and experienced and yada, yada, yada. And I said, no, you're not getting what I'm saying. I'm getting X'd out. The lower class, middle class, the average person, the brown skinned kid, the dark skinned kid, the one from the hood, the one like, you know what I mean? Like, I get X'd out and I'm tired of being X'd out. So it's it's just everybody that's switching their story now and they got a problem with black as fuck and these shows and shit like that. I'll be posting my Cash App and my Venmo in the um, <laughs> caption. <laughs> I also take payment and just you was right. That actually means more to me than money. So feel free to go into the comment section and I'll be right here waiting. I hear you, Big Daddy. I hear you. Because it's oh, I would say that it just takes a year, two or three, and then you already realize, oh shit, Mike was saying something. Mm-hmm. Like we're saying something, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know shit. I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like Dame Dash. Okay, y'all, and that's our episode for today. Hope you enjoyed it. Would you like to lead us out, Michael? <laughs> <laughs> you not gonna silence me. <laughs> I got something to say to you, motherfuckers. All right. Either way, fuck y'all. But if you made it to this point, one of two things happened. <laughs> Three now, you just, I don't know, you really ain't got shit to do. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, but one, you listen to the whole thing and we're thankful for you tuning in. Or two, you're not really listening. This is just background noise for you. If it's the first, please refer, remember to like, subscribe, and share our content with at least one person you know this week who needs a glass of wine conversation. They're watching that whack ass show, Black and Fake. You know what I mean? They're watching a Tyler Perry movie. 
whatever the case may be. Also, check us out on Instagram at the One Night Pod. If it's the second, well, thanks for the stream. Peace and love, y'all. Bye.